Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investors Show, where we interview some amazing rock star women week to week to share their tips, strategies, secret sauce, right, to, to living a financially free and balanced life. But today, we have a what, Andressa? A mini-zode. It's like a shot of espresso. A little shot of espresso or a shot of whatever you want, but it's a quick little <laughs> dose of some sort of, uh, of, of important topic, whether it has to do with our real estate investing business or something that relates right to our balance and our, our really fulfilling out our mission. So you're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week, I'm going to be talking about how to analyze a market. Mm. And, you know, I'm not overall a technical person, which, you know, some people know, Andressa certainly knows. She knows when I'm talking about something technical, my, I just have a different demeanor because it's just, it's something I don't enjoy. However, I'm going to share today a little bit about the, the kind of like the big picture of analyzing a market, which I am very passionate about. And, and, and quite honestly, I do know a lot about because we do uh, invest in a ver variety of, of markets. So, I want to share kind of like, there's a lot of detail, and then I have a, a really helpful website to, to share with all of you. So stay tuned here. Number one, though, I just want to share as we get into this topic is that so many times people are so focused on the property, right? They're like, I got this deal and I love this property. And then you start asking them questions about jobs, employment, crime, uh, you know, everything that has to do with the market itself. And they can't answer those questions. They can only answer the questions about the property. And I think when you get going in this, this, this kind of business, you put the property over the market. And as you continue in this business and grow a portfolio, you put the market over the property. 
you can't change the market. <laughs> you know, you can change the property, right, Angela? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I just wanted to make that a point because I think that's a, a concept that some people, especially if, if you're new, or even if you're scaling your business, uh, something to keep in mind. So number one question, I have, I have kind of three points to share with you today. Number one is what is your investing strategy? Now you're saying, why are you even asking me about that before we get into market analysis? That has a lot to do with what market you're going to invest in. Because some markets are very cash flow friendly and some are more into the appreciation. So you've got to start to know what is your investing strategy? What are your goals with investing? Then you start to then unravel what markets maybe are going to fulfill those goals. Okay. Again, not what most people think. They think about, I'll just analyze this market. Well, is that going to even yield the goals you're looking for? If you're looking for cash flow, that's not every market. So, for example, we often talk about um, the different classes of neighborhoods or different classes of markets. All right. Typically, and I'm not going to get into what the, how to define each of the class of the market class class neighborhoods. I want you to do your own research. It's very that you could get it on bigger pockets. But typically, class A, which has to do with new uh, new construction, right? The highest priced properties typically they're more appreciation markets. Okay, that's an appreciation play. Not going to do well with cash flow necessarily, unless you get a steal of a deal, which would be awesome. But that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. <laughs> so Godspeed if that happens and tell us about the deal because maybe we'll partner with you. But, um, but typically it's an appreciation play. The cash flow markets from an from a analysis perspective has to do more with the B, the C, and, and D. And again, I'm not going to get into all the, 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 the slices and dices of what makes up those four um, classes of neighborhoods and classes of properties. Do your own research. But that's something to really get a clarity on because it has a lot to do with where am I going to get appreciation? Where am I going to get cash flow? Uh, price of property, uh, age of property, and crime, and, and all those sort of things that quite honestly have to do with all of our neighborhoods. So again, I'm not going to teach on that necessarily, but I do want to make sure you know are you in a cash flow or are you in appreciation market? Okay, so you got that figured out. You got your investing strategy figured out. Awesome. Most people don't even do those two things. The next thing is then the local market analysis. And I want to give you basically four really important areas to look at when you're analyzing a market. First one that most people don't even think about is supply and demand, right? We think about what makes this world tick as, 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 as a capitalist society. It's all about supply and demand, right? I mean, we're in a market right now, my neighborhood, where you cannot keep a market on this, in this property for more than a day. And they have multiple offers. This is a supply and demand problem. When I go around my neighborhood, how many think for, for sale signs I see? One, two, right? It's a supply and demand thing. So um, you've got to understand that when you're looking at a market. Do you want to invest in, an air, in a neighborhood that literally has 10 homes and nine of them are for sale? I don't know. Depends on what your goals are. It depends on what you're headed, but that would make me a little you're nervous. You're looking to buy all of them? And yeah, unless like you're looking it. to buy all of them. I like your thinking, Andressa. I like your thinking. So again, supply and demand. Look at population growth. Look at new construction. I love those areas that are not the hottest markets, but the areas that are on the sub-hot markets, and there's a lot of things happening. Good sign. Because if they're putting money in there, there's a new coffee shop going in there, something's happening. Again, supply and demand, just keep that in mind. Second thing, jobs. Is there job growth? What's the un unemployment? Um, are companies headquartered there? Are companies that are headquartered leaving? Are they coming? Are there plans for some of them coming? If companies are literally fleeing that market, again, 
that's where people are going to get jobs. So again, it's, I'm not, again, I am not in market analysis. Like if you said, Liz, what do you do amazingly? I'm not like, I'm this in market analysis guru. I'm not, but I do, it's common sense, right? So you have to think about common sense, even just from a peripheral big, big vision of what, you know, as you're analyzing a market. Um, this fourth thing I want to tell you about jobs before I move on is job diversity. And this is not something that my husband and I did when we first started investing, but we've quickly learned how important that is. We've invested in markets that literally have one type of employment. And what happens when that type of employment, something happens, manufacturing, or even if it's the state government, that impacts your, your, your amount of jobs people can get. I love markets that have, that have tons of diversity of jobs, tech, uh, manufacturing, healthcare, uh, education. That's my favorite market because there's a lot of different industries coming together that will then give the jobs that people need so that they can live in your, your property. So don't forget about job diversity. Third thing, competition. You got to know competition as you're analyzing a market. You got to know which buildings are your competition. I don't care if it's a duplex. I don't care if it's a hundred unit. You got to know your competition. You got to know what rents they're providing. You got to know amenities. All those things play into as you're analyzing a market from a global perspective. Okay, so you got the supply and demand. You got jobs. You got competition. Last, last piece, and what this is usually what most people think about when they analyze markets is really um, I call it class of neighborhoods, right? The A, B, C, and D concept I was sharing earlier. What are the crime rates? What are the schools? Um, when's the, what's the typical renter profile? Who rents in this area? Okay, that's a good question to know. Who, who actually currently rents in this area today? Um, what's the cost of living? You know, and what's the income growth? What, what's, what's people's kind of household income? All those kind of like demographical information, if you will, is what I, kind of like a bucket, if you will. And then the other pieces, the competition, the jobs, supply and demand start to give you this kind of like this global local market analysis. Again, from a very global perspective without getting into numbers, that would be some of my suggestions to you. So, so keep that in mind. Uh, what is your investing strategy before you start to look at an, an, a market? I don't care what kind of jobs they have. If you don't know what your investing strategy is, if it's more cash flow and appreciation and what type of um, you know, neighborhood you want to invest in, there's no right and wrong, good or bad, but you got to know that before you jump into analyzing job growth and analyzing uh, you know, uh, you know, crime and all those sort of things. I also just want to make, make a mention of a couple of things. Um, one quick thing, actually, because I have like a minute. Um, knowing the overall economic landscape is also critical. So as you do your local market analysis, obviously, you know, if I'm going to analyze a city in Kentucky, I want to analyze what's happening in Kentucky and that region. And obviously, I want to know what's going on in the U.S. globally. Globally, the U.S., the state, and then obviously my, my kind of focused neighborhood. That is helpful to know what the general landscape is happening. Again, it may be consistent with that, what's happening locally, might be different, but it's still helpful to know, be mindful of. Um, and then the last thing just to share with you is risk tolerance. Depending on where your risk tolerance will then guide you to what kind of areas you want to invest in. You know, some people who are more risk takers are going to take a shot on an area that might be a little more, there might be a little more, you know, uh, crime. Because, it, you know, for, for whatever reason, that's what they're, they're drawn to do. Other people are like, I'm not a risk taker. I need bread and butter and I'm going to look in, in class A environments because X, Y, and Z. But again, knowing your, your own goals and your own style and your own risk tolerance will help guide you overall. So, the great, so a good resource is a free resource. It's city-data.com. And it's really helpful because you can get a ton of information on neighborhoods, schools, demographics, 
um, you know, those sort of things. And there's a ton out there, but that's a free one that you could start with. So again, it's just city-data.com and they could start kind of getting you into, um, how do I analyze the city and, you know, what looks good to me? And again, does it align with your goals? That'll be the last thing. And that's, that's what I got for today. Oof. That's a lot of good stuff. So you guys might be thinking, oh my gosh, that's a lot, right? And, and I'm telling you, um, it might be right now, but what Liz is saying to you is going to save you a lot of time in the future. You should not even be going inside a property if you don't know everything that she just said. I don't go inside a property if I don't qualify the city the block, right? If I don't qualify that, I don't go inside a property. What I've seen a lot is like people fall in love with the property itself and do the reverse. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of waste of time because then you're putting offers on things that don't really qualify. And one big point that Liz um, said here, uh, this week on our Facebook community, by the way, if you're not part of it, please join us. There's rock stars there that can support you in your journey. Uh, one of the questions was like, oh, I am uh, looking for rentals in this specific market, but I cannot find them. So the analogy that I gave was pretty much what Liz is saying, like, are you looking to kind of like plant grapes where in soil that is more appropriate for pumpkins? because you're not gonna find it. So she's been uh, a couple of months in certain neighborhoods uh, in a different state and she cannot find cash flow. So that is a sign that for that specific area, it's just, you gotta pivot. You either pivot on your strategy or you pivot on your location, one or another, because it needs to match. Love it. I love that. That's a, that's another topic. A little pivoting. I like that. <laughs> so we hope this was helpful. And as we always like to say for our mini soaps, ladies, do something with what you learned today. Listen to it again. I know I talked quickly and I actually added a lot of bullet points there. Listen to it again and take some action on what we said and you'll be in much better position as you analyze markets. So with that, thank you for being here with us and have a great week. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.